What's going on, everyone? If you haven't heard about the Anchor podcast, it's the easiest way to make one. Let me explain. For one, it's free. You have the flexibility of being able to record right at the palm of your hands from your phone or your computer. It has excellent creation tools that can allow you to record and edit as well. And you also can be able to use Anchor to distribute your podcast onto many other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Principles Podcast. I'm Kevin Jenkins, and you're listening to part two of Black Group Economics. Today, I wanted to further discuss more solutions on how African Americans can further expand our economic footprint here in America. I was reading the Bible today, and there was a scripture that stood out to me, and I wanted to share it with you all. Matthew 17, 20 mentions, Verily, I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to your place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. We have to have faith that the racial inequalities within America will get better. Racism probably won't end in our lifetime, but let's be the generation that creates change for the next generation. Let's spark the brains of individuals that will change the world. That person may be you. And just know that nothing is impossible when you keep God first. So in part one, I briefly mentioned you should have a business, but specifically each black family should have a LLC business to facilitate generational wealth amongst their families. That's the first solution. An LLC is a limited liability company. What that means is it's a type of business entity that provides both liability protection for its owners and members through pass-through taxation, which means your company is in double tax. Rather, an LLC profits will pass through to its members to be reported on their, on their personal tax returns. Some pros of having an LLC is the structure is simplified and owners are able to combine their personal and business income for tax purposes. This is essential for small businesses looking to simplify their operations. Another pro is all business profits are only taxed once at the owner's personal tax rate. The biggest benefit of an LLC is you can truly change your family tree. You can start a business and have it passed down within your family. That's the mission I'm, I'm on. That's the purpose that I work towards. You can come together with your family members and purchase real estate properties, such as multifamily or single family homes. You can purchase financial securities and sell them to other people in your community, such as starting your own brokerage company. Now, being licensed would be a requirement if you were wanting to issue securities, but this is definitely this is definitely doable. 
These are just a few examples of what you can do with an LLC along with the tax benefits. Acquiring assets with your family and taking those assets and collaborating with other African-Americans in your community is a great starting point. In order for us to have true change, we have to have power, like I said in part one. We have to be able to move economically and strategically with our families and also have an impact in our communities. This is my first solution that will create an economic base for African-American families to help manage the politics in your area. The next solution is being conscious on where you spend your money. The mindset should be to buy black and spend black. We have to become intentional and deliberate on who and where we spend our money on. I know we may not be able to buy everything from black owned businesses, but simple necessities like toiletries, books, health and beauty products, or even clothing and accessories are products we can start with. We Buy Black is an excellent marketplace online that allows you to buy from Black-owned companies. I'm going to put their website in the show notes so you can have this resource. The name of the website is, I repeat, We Buy Black. If you're going to grab lunch or dinner, look for a Black-owned restaurant that you can spend your money with. There is value in Black-owned businesses. I know we have the narrative of Black-owned companies tend to not do business at the level of white-owned businesses, but we have to have quality insurance. We have to give a Black-owned company the opportunity to prove themselves. No one is perfect in everything as far as how they operate their business. There are ways that we can get better, but if a company that's black owned, doesn't do business the way that you would want it. Of course, look for other companies, but I definitely feel that we need to have the flexibility to give them the freedom to make the mistake and still do business with them because we all we got, we have to be able to support each other and we have to be able to give that leeway to want to help them to support them so they can get better. I also believe that we need to dedicate a percentage of our income to give to these black owned businesses. I don't know what the percentage is for you. I know I want to try to dedicate at least five to 10 percent, even 15 percent of of my income. And when I'm spending just being conscious and making sure that it's going to black owned business businesses. But anything is is worth moving in the right direction. So even if you're taking you know, one or two times throughout the week to consciously invest in the black owned business, I'm sure that will have an impact in your community. This will also allow us to expand our economic blueprint in America. The last and final solution that I wanted to talk on is understanding how policies are structured with the police departments in your area. This is an important solution. We have to become aware of the policies and the policymakers in, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, getting familiar with how prosecutors and the courts interact with police officers is vital. Becoming aware of your mayor's policies in your community is important. We certainly need to become aware of the elected officials in the community because they enforce the laws that are given to police officers. 
police unions are another department we should become aware of in our area. They help with the formation of departmental policies and the disciplinary process, as well as the operations of a police department. There are also community liaisons that incorporate liaison officers or units in order to develop the community outreach, outreach to community members or specific populations. When I was doing research on justice.gov, I found that police departments may designate for specific outreach liaisons that include the youth, seniors, faith leaders, African-Americans, Latinos, and deaf and hard of hearing communities. We need to actively reach out to the elected officials, the police unions, and the community liaisons so we can start the conversation of the racial bias that we face here in America. We need to look at the police department's websites and look for community events we can go to and creating conversation regarding police brutality. Having conversations around systematic racism and oppression with policymakers can prevent the next black man or woman from being murdered at the, poli at the police hands. I also feel that we need to look at ways of communicating with officers that police our own communities. So we have to look at how we can go to these community events that we can have conversations with other black officers and seeing if they can patrol our own communities. Most of the time, that is the biggest challenge. A lot of the white officers, they're patrolling black communities and not all white officers are bad. I, I have a lot of individuals that I know that are officers and some of, some of them are white and some of them are black. But I think that a lot of what we have been seeing with the racial injustices with police officers killing or murdering black men or women uh, come from some white officers. So I think that we have to police our own communities. We have to be active with when it comes to voting, with communicating with these elected officials, with the police unions on hiring more black police officers to patrol uh, these neighborhoods where they're predominantly black because that's one thing that I see that can tremendously bring changes to the racial profiling and just other things that have created a lot of hostility uh, within the black and brown communities. So I have outlined three solutions for you all to kind of think of, and I want us to all creatively operate on facilitating these solutions and, and moving into putting these solutions in our families' lives, looking at ways of how we can start an LLC business and change the family tree and have generational wealth amongst our families and bringing change within our communities. We also need to be conscious on spending black and also buying black, uh, being taking a certain percentage of your income and, and dedicating it to being able to build your black brothers and sisters that may have their hair care businesses, they have their own clothing businesses, they have their, their tech businesses, they may have an e-commerce business. This is tremendously valuable, 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 and we have to be able to operate with wanting to collaborate with other African-Americans in our community. And lastly, with the third solution, 
we have to be aware of the policies in our community. We have to know who the policymakers are. We have to develop these relationships so we can have these conversations as adults and we can really get down to what is the core issue of the racial profiling that we see from white officers with with black men and women. It's the only way I can see us really having change. So that's my viewpoint on the three solutions. And and that's my take on what we need to do moving forward with formulating black group economics. Thank you all for tuning in. Please share this podcast and any feedback or questions can be emailed at kevinnjenkins27 at gmail.com. Also, my Instagram is kevnjenkins, that's spelled K-E-V-N-J-E-N-K-I-N-S. My LinkedIn as well, you can follow me at kevinjenkins. And I'm also going to put in the show notes my link tree, which will allow you to have a link to my YouTube page. On this link, you're going to look for watch new episodes, and that's going to take you right to my YouTube page. Thank you all, and stay tuned for the next episode every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Take care.